Every night for a while, lay down, I gotta stop and look around and really take a look at where we at. And know that what we been through, know that what we going through, know that we ain't never going back. So every night for a while, lay down, I gotta stop and crack a smile, cause we ain't never going back. Smile, mama, we ain't never going back. Tell the people it's showtime. Welcome to Straight Up Podcast once again. And we're here today where we are ready to heal, reveal, and definitely keep it 100% real. And we're going to do this the Mama Scott way, straight up. Let's get right into it. Today, I have with me two of my older grandkids. I have my number one and my number two kids here with me today. And right now, they're going to tell you who they are. Come on, Mr. Siege. I'm your boy, CJ Christopher Ezekiel Alad Laflame. I go by many names. I am the oldest and the coldest. I'm an actor, a singer, a director, an author, a dancer, basically an artist in all ways that it comes. This is my lovely lady right here. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Bria. Um, Granny might call me Bri-Bri. She's probably the only person that calls me that, but I only go by Bria. That's what I prefer. And um, I go to Pershing Middle School, and I dance, I act, I play the violin, and I like to bake and cook sometimes. Mm. I can put something up. And, <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much me. I love them. They are my elders, and I absolutely love them. So now, are y'all ready to get into some smoke? Let the games begin. Hey, hey, let them begin. Uh -huh. Bria, tell me what motivates you here? Um, just seeing people around me pushing and having the same dedication that I have really motivates me to be bigger and better. And we can all be big and we can all encourage each other to motivate one another. Okay. And, and what do you have next for you? What's next for Bria? Um, oh, Bri Bri, as I say. <laughs> what next for uh, Bri? Um, just for me to be a different person this year. I know some things might have not been what I wanted to be. So I think this year and whatever comes next is something big. And you know it will be. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. And Mr. CJ, I know you are a man of many, many talents. What do you see next for you? Tell me what I need to look out for CJ. Um, next for me looks like me releasing my first project, my mixtape, The Shower. I'm bringing some things to you guys in film. I have not, I've been on the theater side a lot, but it's time for me to debut in film. Um, and just a whole lot of Jesus. That's what my life looks like. A whole lot of Jesus. And you can never go wrong with a lot of Jesus. Your first, foremost, and your last. See, one thing about God, he knows the beginning and the end. Everything in the middle is a riddle. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. Everything in the middle. So tell me, what are your dreams and aspirations? Um, all right, I'm going to say this without y'all having to sign an NDA. Um, my dreams and aspirations are to use my talents to unite people, um, to be able to bring people from all backgrounds, all walks of life, and really just commune together and like 
I want to see the world more colorful than it is. And I was fortunate to grow up in Houston, Texas, where I was raised around all these different backgrounds. So getting into the world and seeing more segregated ways of living was really like ugh, to me. Um, so if I can be a beacon of light and attract more people that are just down to love, then that's my goal. Okay, and and speaking of growing up, what was that like for you growing up in the Scott household? Woo! One of a kind experience, I can say. Um, okay, well, before this lovely Bria got here, I was just, you know, I was the kid. I was by myself. Um, and I was with this wide range of teenagers that were my uncles. Um, and we... They took me everywhere. We did everything. Any any park, any adventure, the corner store, the blue store, everywhere we could go, I was there. And um, it allowed me to see creativity. Like that was the biggest thing in the house. It was such a such a pack where you always feel like someone is there to protect you and someone is there to defend you and someone is there to just make you laugh or make fun of you and get laughed at. Either way it goes, there was going to be laughter. And um, always having a microphone, always having somebody playing something, always making up an improv like off the fly, out of nowhere. That's the Scott household. And what about for you, Brian? How was that? Um, since you know CJ was the oldest, it was like me, and then it was Iggy, and once all the grandkids started coming together, it was like there was always Iggy would be rapping, RJ would be whining about something that Iggy did to him. It was like he said, like it was always laughter. That somebody was already like always getting picked on or something like that. I never got picked on, but you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we always got along. But sometimes we would fight, but. At the end of the day, you would always make it up for each other. So it was always fun, and everybody was pretty much young. Like my dad, my dad was the second oldest, so it was like everybody was pretty much younger than him. So we all kind of grew up together. My favorite uncle was Lee, and you know, <laughs> so um, he was always around. That was always like, I guess I thought of him like as a brother more than as an uncle. So yeah, because he was the baby <laughs> for you. so that was different because we were used to all the knuckleheads so when Brill came about she was the first girl so that taught us how to love her in a different way how to love differently um, and let me ask Brill Granny Scott what does that mean for you um you you to me is like a role model like ever since I was born it was like you're my granny so like I looked up to you and you were very loving and welcoming and I still remember all the little times you would drive us around, all of us, like the whole pack, like RJ, Iggy, LJ, like the whole pack, it was always so much fun. And yeah, you're really loving and I love to have talks with you. It was always so funny when I would come and lay in your bed and sometimes we would jump in the bed and you would yell at us, but it was always so fun to actually grow up having it. And that same question, what is Granny Scott for you, Sage? Granny Scott for me is the matriarch. 
Granny Scott is always going to have her doors open. She's always going to be there to drop some gems. She's always going to keep it real. She is never scared to rip somebody's head off if need be. She is a phenomenal businesswoman and is always going to make sure everything is in line. She can pull anything off when she needs to. And she is a praying woman, a strong woman of faith. That is what he's got to me. Oh, that is so wonderful. And he ain't beefing, he telling me. <laughs> so, anyway, I wanted to ask each of you this question. So your dad is number one, your dad is number two. And anybody knows me that I have numbers and when you have so many, this is what you do. <laughs> so um, what can you say about your dad? Hmm. All right, see that. Now, what can I say about my dad? My dad is, first and foremost, he is so clean. He is the smoothest dude you will ever meet. Like, always fly, always pristine and debonair. He is inspiration in the way that he handles himself, like the type of upstanding man that he is. And he always pushed me. Like a lot of people, they see my talent and they're just like, oh, you know, you're, you're good. But he always made me cultivate and grow, strengthen that and allow me to push past what I thought I was capable of. Even if I didn't like him, even if he got on my nerves, he's like, you know, you're going to thank me one day. And the truth is, I do thank him. Now that I am a man, I can see, like, he instilled so many core values in me that a lot of men are not fortunate to experience, especially coming from third world. So, yeah, that's what I can say. In the tray, y'all. We're still here in the tray. Bria, tell me a little bit about your dad, your relationship with him. Okay, so... <coughs> He is the most horniest man that you could ever meet. <laughs> but uh, he thinks every moment that he is the funniest man in the house. Um, but he always thinks that he can top me. But I have, <laughs> he always wants to have dance battles with me. It was always so funny. But um, I love cracking jokes with him. I love, he taught me so many things. Like every sport, every like activity that I do, it was like, it was so, even if he didn't know anything about it, like he doesn't know anything about theater, he would give me a tip that was helpful or made me think about when I do it. It made me think about, oh, that actually was helpful. And like ever since I was little, I was always like trained. I'm not saying he forced me to do it, but I enjoyed spending time with him and learning new things from him. And we had great moments together. And him still trying to be funny. <laughs> and, and knowing your dad the way I do, you probably didn't have a choice. He kind of forced you to work out and do the things you do. That's kind of how they discipline their kids. They he have to, me to work out. Yeah, give me fifty push-ups. You you, you did what in school today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. let's go ahead and run this track. So that's kind of what they do as a punishment. And I know I see it. And when I say your dad. Oh my God, he is one, I don't care, you're crying, suck it up, mm -hmm. give me them 50 push-ups. That's just who he Real is. Real sergeant. That's how he is. That was. Yes. He got and in trouble, it was like, you come straight home, you do nothing but work. It was like. Put that phone on my yeah, dresser. Yeah, put the phone on the dresser. <laughs> it was like, you couldn't go outside to go play with your friends. No. Stay inside the house. You can you can go play inside the house by yourself, you know? Go clean. Run upstairs, back and forth, you know? Yeah. Exercise. Yes. You, you will always be doing something with them. Definitely, definitely. 
and I just want to take a turn just a minute here and I want to ask you CJ when was the last time you cried and why? The last time I cried was last week? It was three days ago. It's between that window. Between three to seven days ago. Um, I cried for two different reasons. They were, maybe they were separate cries, I don't know. Um, I cried because I'd never been this centered and true with myself and I really thank God for bringing me to this point where I could see myself in the mirror and like love myself. Like I always have been loved but I'm very very hard on me and sometimes that pressure, that constant criticism this isn't good enough, or this isn't good enough. Tearing myself down is a point that I'm like, I cannot grow up like this. Like, I cannot continue to live my life like this. Because being a creative, that's my whole life. My whole life is creativity. So if I write something, I don't want to see it and be like, ugh, this wasn't good enough, or this wasn't right. Or I do a paintbrush stroke, and it's like, a, you're not trained in this, you know? So finally getting to a point where I can just accept wherever I am. Um, and I cried because I got back to dancing. And dancing has always been something that I love, but I'm very, very, very shy about. Everything else on the stage I can do. But dancing is the most vulnerable thing that you can do in art, in my opinion, because there's no words. In words, you can hide, you can disguise things, you can put emotions behind it, but connecting to a body of music and moving and flowing is like, you're showing yourself. So I had to know that I was enough to do that. And then the other time I cried, um, I really missed my sister. Um, so being in that, having a sibling pass away is difficult. I think anybody passing away is difficult. Um, and me being the only child, like that kind of hit in a way that I don't think I was prepared to deal with, or rather I was prepared, but it's a, a level of grief that you just don't really know what to do with and there's not a lot of people that can give you more than like oh baby I'm sorry oh and it's not their fault like I understand they want to comfort me but it's not really the ticket so actually releasing my emotions allowing them to flow not telling myself like you need to pull it together you need to be strong because being vulnerable is strong and crying is strong and that's what I've learned from 12 years of artistry is being vulnerable is the strongest thing that you can do as anybody a man, woman, child being true what do you feel in life what's your biggest mistake my biggest mistake um, allowing other people's very loose opinions and fear of me dictate shrinking myself, shrinking myself in any capacity, um, not speaking in certain rooms because I didn't feel that I was important enough or allowing myself to be big in a room because that's what someone expects. Um, either way, I was always living for someone else's, what they wanted to do. It was a lot of like, 
oh, I want CJ to be around because CJ is going to make us happy today. But what if CJ is not happy today? What if I cannot make you happy today? And anytime CJ is like, then it's like, what's wrong with you? Get your life together. You're not doing the thing. And I'm not a machine. I'm a person. So, yeah, that was probably my biggest mistake. But I learned a lot from it. So I think it allows me to teach other people and recognize it in other people. Like, hey, man, you got one life. None of them people got to live that life for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just love my babies. Maria, share with me, when was the last time you Really, I don't think it was like anger, more of like, it was anger, but it was like more upset. It was when like, I'm getting to the point of life where it's like, I want to do everything in the book that I can do, or like, I want to do everything, but that's not always like the case. Some things you can't, you can't just do everything. And so I wanted to do volleyball, I wanted to do school, I wanted to do acting, I wanted to do the violin, I wanted to do everything, and all those things are like, piling up on each other it was cost it was money and it was also time and i couldn't do that all it was really stressful and i it was, i was upset and i was also angry that i couldn't do everything so it was like it was mixed emotions about it really and it was like i had to choose between something and that made me angry i guess that i had to keep choosing between things because it was like i choose between volleyball or dance and then i made that decision to stick with dance and then i have to choose dance with violin so it was like I kept having to choose things and I don't think that was I don't think it stressed me out too much so that made me and she is a great violinist and also <laughs> so she told me when we started today she said granny you are not gonna cry today because they know that they make my heart cry they know um, she just celebrated a birthday party and of course I did walk in just to see her as an, a teenager that has grown up and that did touch my heart. So yeah, it did uh, get some tears out of me. But uh, one of the other things that I'm very proud of you, you just went to Nationals with dance. Tell me about that. So Nationals, we go there every like every year if we you know, qualify. And Nationals is actually a really fun experience. You meet so many like big people in like the dance artistry and not even just dance, like you could get there's like agencies within it, so it's like a really good opportunity. And we um we compete every year um for the Battle of the Stars and it's like you go against each other and whoever wins, stuff like that. And this last year we like got first place and this year we got second runner up, so it was like a little downfall. And of course we were all like we were all thinking that we would go back and do it again and it was kinda like a reset that you can't always win these. And so that was like a lesson that I learned from nationals and I got my first like scholarship from that um, convention and I was really excited about it because I think this year I've like grown the most and I think it's my maturity, like I've grown so much since like the last time we went and it's only been like months or like a year and it was like such a good experience. Know that I am your biggest fan. I am your biggest fan. 
I am your biggest fan. I can't say that enough. I love each of you. You have a special place in my heart. And what I will say to each of you, just pray and ask God to show you your purpose, in which you may already know, but ask Him to enhance that. Continue to put God first. No matter what you go through in life, you got to see God. Remember, He knows the beginning and the end. And everything in the middle is a riddle. So figure that riddle out. Figure out what it is that you're supposed to be here for. And one thing I share with you, and you always know, treat people as you want to be treated. Be kind at all times. And if anybody feel like they want to come at these two, you know you got to come through. Forget the daddies or whoever, mamas or whoever. <laughs> I don't play about mine. You hear? This one here, I don't play. And this one here. <laughs> I don't play. So know that. I love you and I thank you for allowing us to come back. Usually I have a little something special for you at the end, but today I don't. I got one more question and then Mr. CJ is going to take us out. Um, just is there anything that you would like to say to anybody in the world? It is hard traveling sometimes and not like being able to see step by step your growth and your maturity and feeling like, oh, I'm just going to become like that guy over there. They're not going to like me anymore. Like, but just to see you and hear you and like the direction you're headed in is beautiful. And you are setting the course and tone of your direction. You have so much support everywhere. Never forget it. And one thing that you learn in competing, because let me tell you, if anybody in this family knows competition, it's really all of us, we're all competitive, but I'm in the same way competitive. Your wins and your losses are not determined by the trophies or the place that they put you in. Your wins and your losses are about giving your all. If you left everything on that stage, you won, because all of this is objective. I can do the same dance 20,000 times and I can get different results because I'm going to have 20,000 different people judging me and their judgment really doesn't matter. You won because you know you won. You won because you loved, you won because you stayed with your team, you're not selfish, you are amazing and I've been holding all this in while I'm listening to you and I'm just like, oh my god, I love you so much. <laughs> And I was looking at a picture of me playing GTA and I had you right next to me in, like the, in, the, in the little crib and I learned how to change diapers with you and Iggy and how to make bottles and I was like nine but y'all were mine, like my babies, my cousin, I'm not alone, y'all are mine. And it's still the same energy. Everything I do is for you guys. Everything I build is for us. So please remember that no matter how far I am in this world. Um, I don't really to know. anybody. Um, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I wanna. 
I really want to shout out my mom for all the dedication and hard work and time that she puts out because if it wasn't for her I would have been anything that I was in right now so I thank her for keeping me in the things that I want to be in and not making me have to choose between one or another and making it feel like I lost one thing and so I can still gain from a lot of things that she has done and that she still stayed with me until I'm ready to move out. <laughs> that won't be anytime soon. Let's, <laughs> let's just know that. Um, okay, well again, I thank you for coming out and being with me today on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday evening right here in Third Ward where we love to be. Um, right now, we're going to go ahead and close out with a song. We're just going to have a snippet of a song from my most handsome grandson. Take it away, Sage. This is I Feel So Good. I feel so good, so good, so good, so good. I feel 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 so. I would give you the verse, but you need to go listen to it on your own time. Thank you. We love you.